You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here are Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young. Hour two now of 757 Saturday Sports Talk brought to you by Larry King Law. If you're injured in an accident, you call 757-INJ-U-R-E-D for Larry King. We think. Milan Brown, Pittsburgh assistant basketball coach, for coming on the show. He out of the city of Hampton, Kickatan grad. If you missed any of that, it'll be up on the podcast page later on ESPN Radio 941.com. Coming up in about 15 minutes or so, we'll be talking with Jack Castleberry, Virginia Beach native, Cape Henry grad, son of longtime broadcaster John Castleberry, and the new head basketball coach at Fairleigh Dickinson. Uh, Ed didn't start any rumors about him like he did Mike Rhodes or Milan Brown, but. He did get the head coaching job after Tobin Anderson departed for Iona following FDU's shocking upset of Purdue and darn near beat in the round of 32 FAU, who's playing in the Final Four today. But we shift our attention from basketball to baseball, and it's time now for over-under selections. And, uh, you know, Dino usually wins all these picks we do for football and basketball and baseball, you name it. And Dino's got the list of over-unders. Ed and I are going to alternate. We're going to pick five each. But, Dino, I'm going to let you get the first crack at it before you give the rest of your over-under picks. Give us your – Dino, doesn't have to be a dog today. Wolf, Wolf, your Lockeroonie, your number one pick. And you can pick the same as me and Ed, but Ed and I cannot pick this first one off the board. So give us the first one that's untouchable that is yours. Well, this one, uh, it is kind of uh, an underdog. Uh, I look at their record last year. They won 83 games. 83 games. And this year, they're uh, at 76 and a half. For the over/under, really? seventy-six and a half. So they're they're thinking they're going to go down. Is but this I, American League or National League? Uh, it's an American League team, and I think they're going to go up because oh. they've got a pipeline of talent, uh, and we know because it comes through uh, AAA here with the Tides. I think the Orioles will be over seventy-six and a half. Like I said, they won right. eighty-three last year and uh, overachieved. Uh, and they got a better better roster this year, so I think they'll go over. Good for you. That's in honor of A.J. Risser, who's not here, so he'll be glad to know that you're not going to get the Ed Young jinx on his O's. Instead, he'll get the Dino lucky charm. So Ed beat me last year, so he'll go first, fourth, fifth, eighth, and ninth. We'll get pick five of these. I'll go second, third, sixth, seventh, and tenth, and then Dino can follow with the rest of his uh, top four picks. But he gave you his gold star, five star special sports dash ATL S P, whatever they call that stuff on the on the TV shows where they say we want all your money, call in now for the lock of the year. <laughs> That's right. All right, Ed, what is your first selection here? You can't take the O's, nor can I, as an over. Now, if you want to put a checker on a checker and go oppo, you can do that. But I don't think you have a lot of confidence no. in going under in your no. favorite division with the. New York Spankies. Yeah, the Orioles are in the, probably the toughest division in, in baseball, but I don't the schedule is different. The schedule is very different. Play now. thirteen times now, right? Yeah, it's you're not playing a whole lot of people in your division a whole lot of times. So I mean, you played everybody in your division, but not as many times. I before. detect the old school purist you are. You don't love that. No, I don't mind it. Oh, I, really? Okay. I, I think it's good. I I, I do. I, I kind of like that's one. Ch- the change I don't like it. Don't get me on a rant. Oh boy, here we go. How did they have? Have they banned the ship? What? 
ridiculous. Well, hold on. We've got more stolen bases now. How about this? Uh, five stolen bases, four caught stolen, uh, stealing a year ago, 56% success rate. That is on opening day, I know, 23, 21 stolen bases uh, the other day, two caught stealing a 91%. Don't you like the, the ball and the more the faster action? The, I love the less stolen amount base. Of time? It's a lost art. I'm there just saying. Wants to complain about How anything, do you, you know? ban the shift? That's a strategy move. If you can't Bunt the doggone ball down third baseline with the third baseman in center field. That's your yeah, fault. You don't well, change the shit. Well. You can ask Tim Kirchner about it next week if he comes on. Like yeah, for we can Timmy next week. We All right. Timmy, Timmy. All right. <laughs> give, me, give me, I saw them play the other night. I think the White Sox will win more than 83. They oh, won. that was one of mine. You I think jerk. They, they won 81 or 82 last year. I think that division sucks, and I think I'm going Ooh. White Sox. With that division um, sucks. That's strong words. I think with the, I think the White Sox win that division with ninety some wins. I'm going White Sox. My first pick over eighty three and a half. Listen to you with your strong language. Sucks. How dare you? All well, you, all you I, children out there. I, what was I that, shouldn't what was say that. Thirteen year old that, that one earlier. What was his name? Blake. What was his name? I forget the kid's name. He's cover let your me, ears. Let me that take that back before the um, FC, um, um, FCC. Whatever FCC says. Not FBS or FCS. You sir are suspended forever. Um, they're not that good. That that division is not that. Good. Cleveland Guardians are not buying them. Guardians, I, the White Sox will win that division. Wow. Okay, I get the next two selections. All right. So I thought about AL East and, and the rule of thumb, as a lot of people say. Mad Dog Russo says this on High Heat on MLB Network and also on ESPN with First Take with Stephen A. You don't want to take two in the same division as far as two overs, two unders, which is a very good rule of thumb. Uh, for my first selection. I'm going to go with the former Tide. Give him the old hitter, Ricky. Bruce Bochy and the uh, Rangers. Yes. Over 81 and a half for Texas. So I think we'll have a chance to finish second or third in that very good division. But I like Texas. They got DeGrom. The other day, they got down 5-0 to the Phillies. What happened? They came storming back. That offense is pretty explosive. Now, their bullpen worries me a little bit, but I'm not going to you know, shy away from it just because of the bullpen. But I think Texas has got a little bit better pitching than some people realize. You look at the Rangers, and, and in total – you know, DeGrom, Nathan Avaldi, who pitches today, Perez, Gray, Heaney, they're not bad. And then they got some bats with Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, uh, Robbie Grossman. I think Texas with Bruce Bochy, the former Tide, three-time World Series skipper back in San Francisco, will get it done. Give me the Rangers as the first pick as an over. Now, I'm probably going to go with an under here on the opposites, and I want to root against this team because they're in my my favorite division, the hated L.A. Dodgers. They've got some injuries. They don't have Walker Buehler to start the year. The total is 96.5, which is a lot. They might not even win that division. I know people are saying the Padres are 0-2. Oh, my gosh. But San Diego's more talented this year to me than L.A. I just look at their pitching, and I don't see how they're going to win 97-plus games, L.A. I just don't see it right now. Their offense isn't as scary. They certainly still have a lot of bats. Don't get me wrong with Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. But the bottom of that lineup is not as difficult when you look at Vargas, Outman, and Rojas. And then your five rotation is Julio Urias, Dustin May, Clayton Kershaw, who's been injured lately, Noah Syndergaard, who's not always healthy. And then your fifth spot's up for grabs because you don't have Tyler Anderson, you don't have Heaney, and Walker Bueller's out. So I'm going to go under 96.5 for the Dodgers. You're, you got the next two, Ed. Ooh, boy, I, I don't know. That's surprising with the Dodgers. I'm saying, oh boy. I'm going to stay with the National League, too. And I'm going to go to the Milwaukee Brewers. Oh, I'm going to guess that you're going to take them as an under because you're buying Dino's Cubs as a surprise and you think the Cardinals are legit and you don't think Milwaukee's as legit. 
Milwaukee will win more than 86. Oh, he's taking, well, they have to win, uh, yeah, 87. Okay, you're going to go 86 and a half. I can see the win 87, 88 game. Are they going to win today with Woodruff against Steele is the big question, though. Well, it's going to be St. Louis, Milwaukee. Dino, I don't know about the Cubbies. I hope they can get up there, but I think it's going to be a two-team race. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati have no shot. Cubs do. Cubs going to make a midseason pickup that's going to boost them uh, to fight those two teams. But I think Milwaukee wins more than 86. Okay, you're going to go with Corbin Burns, Woodruff, Peralta, yeah. Wade Miley, and that crew, yeah. and Christian Yelich. Okay. And then for my second pick. No, your, your third total and fifth here in the order of 10. I'm going to say, I'm, I'm nervous because it's going into my division with my Yankees. Oh, you're going to t- Don't take another. Toronto uh, will win more than 90. Oh, you're going to go with them as over 90 and a half. Look I at hate you. to say that because I'm you got three overs. Yep, I'm going you're over. a thief. I thought about that one. So to recap so far here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk, it's our 2023 MLB over-unders. Ed's got three overs of over 83 and a half White Sox, over 86 and a half Brewers, over 90 and a half Blue Jays. I've got so far over 81 and a half Texas, under 96 and a half for the Dodgers. Dino's locker so far is over 76 and a half for Baltimore. So where do I go next for an over under here? Well, I'm going to go under 89, 89 and a half for the fight and fills. I think the fills with Bryce Harper out, Reese Hoskins injured. I don't love their pitching. Their bullpen was a mess last year. Remember they got hot and they had the managerial change, which was big. Girardi was out. I don't think in that division with the Braves and the Mets, I know the Mets are missing Diaz right now that they'll get to 90 plus wins. They might finish around 85, 86 wins, which gets me right under. So I'm going to go under with the fills which means I need to take an over here. And why not? I'm going to go with Dino's Cubbies over 76 and hey. a half. Cubbies are going to get there. Listen, you just said it out of your own mouth. Out of your own mouth a I moment ago. I think they ago. win more than 76. I do. They're, they're going to make a deal around the deadline. This team, as Dino knows, you got Dansby Swanson from a winning franchise. Cody Bellinger's won before. Trey Mancini, feel good story. And I don't think the pitching's all that terrible with Stroman and Steele and Smiley. I think they're going to be okay. Uh, and I know they're missing Kyle Hendricks to start here, but I think he'll be back right at some point. Do you know he's going to yeah. come back? So uh-huh. I think the Cubbies can get to 78, 80 wins, maybe finish 81 and 81, which gets me an over. I'm taking the Cubbies there. Wow. All right. You've got the last two here for you, Ed. Where you got? Last going? two? Yeah. All right. We'll see I'm, if Dino stamps any of these or goes oppo on us, or he just goes a different direction. What I'm going to have to, you know, you're forcing me to take an under. I'm not forcing you to take anything. <clears throat> I'm going it's like to I'm giving say, you bad medicine. Eat it, Ed. Take I'm, it. I'm going to say the Boston Red Sox. Oh, okay. My nemesis. Your nemesis. They had a they they finished I think last last year. That's correct. Seventy, and they were seventy. I think they win less than seventy eight this year. Okay. I think that's well, a all you do is finish seventy eight and eighty four, and you win your, and you win. So yeah, I think Boston goes under seventy eight. Okay, so under 70 and a half. We'll give you the half there, since so that that hook could help you. All right, and what's your last one? You gonna go another under or go with four overs out of five? I'm going the New York Mets. Uh-oh. I think he's going to go with an under here. They have bought themselves a championship. Oh. Though I still think Atlanta wins Minus Diaz. And, and with a lineup that can't score, as last night pretty much indicated until that solo shot by the polar bear in the ninth. So I'm going to have to take the, the Mets. Mm. You have to? Says under. Little. Oh, you're 90. going under. Oh. I'm going to say 92 You just wins. said they bought themselves a championship. Well, he thinks he did. This guy's got more money than... I, I don't want to say. Okay. Atlanta, well, I can't pick him, but I would say off the record. Off the record, Atlanta's going to win more than Warren 96. Buffett? Is that who you're going to say? Warren Buffett? Well, okay. yes. All right. <laughs> okay. So my last selection here, 
for the uh, over-unders. San Diego's very attractive to me. I like their, their situation here. But I think they're going to finish fourth in the division. Well, you know, I'm not going to take two unders there. I thought I was going to go with San Francisco. I already took one. It goes against the cardinal rule of thumb here. Wait a minute. You say San Diego's going to finish fourth in the division? No, no, no. San Francisco's going to finish oh, okay. fourth. I I but I'm putting a lot of faith in my D-backs and rooting for both the Dodgers and the Giants to lose. So I'm not going to go there. I'm going to stay away from that. I've gone to the NL Central. What division have I dipped my toe into? The AL East or... The, you know what? Tampa Bay, 89.5 is a lot in that division. I don't think they get there. I'm going to go under 89.5 for Tampa Bay, even though I'm wearing the Brandon Lau shirt today from Nance River High School as I'm going oppo here on Lau. So to recap, over 81.5 Rangers for me, under 96.5 Dodgers, under 89.5 Phillies, over 76.5 Cubbies, and under 89.5 Rays, three unders and two overs. Ed's got three overs and two unders. His overs, 90.5 over for the Jays. That's of Toronto, over 86.5 for Milwaukee, over 83.5 for the White Sox of Chicago. And he's going under 78.5 for Boston, under 94.5 for the Mets. All right, you know, give us your other four to go with over 76.5 Orioles. Okay, well, I'm going to go with, uh, you read my mind with the Cubs, Matt. Uh, I totally agree. I think they're a 500 team this year. They'll be competitive, probably not a playoff team, but uh, I like the Cubs over 76.5. They won 74 last year with uh, a lot of nobodies on the roster. They've really upgraded that roster this year, so I'll uh, take the Cubs over. I am going to go under, I'm going to agree with Ed on the New York Mets, under 90. Four and a half. They spent a lot of money, but they've uh, got a lot of bad luck and a lot of injuries. It seems like uh, with them, and uh, I am going to. Uh, they're awful. I mean, just awful. Washington, fifty nine and a half. Ooh, that's, a, that's a low number. Now. That is a low number. As bad as they are, I think they can win at least sixty. So I'll, I'll take the over with Washington. Ooh, okay, and uh, I'm going to go with the uh, under ninety six and a half for the Dodgers. There you go. It's with me on that. All right. And I've got one more. Got one Let's... more. That's five right there. You got six one four. Let's give us a six. Star oh no! Special. Is that it is uh, okay? Right now I got over Orioles, over Cubbies, under Mets, over Nats, and under Dodgers. Is that your five? You got? Are you going? Yeah, that's more? the five. Okay. Right, so there you have it. So that's going to do. I it. forgot. I picked the Orioles earlier. That's right. So there you go. All right. You can give us a midseason special later. We'll take a timeout and come back with Jack Castleberry here on seven five seven Saturday Sports Talk. It's Priority Auto Sports Radio ninety four point one. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here are Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young. It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk brought to you each and every week by Larry Kinglaw. If you're injured in an accident, you call 757-I-N-J-U-R-E-D for Larry King. Also visit them online, LarryKingLaw.com. Ed's got it bookmarked on his computer, or so I've heard. Yes. You do? Okay. Just remember, though, call oh, the ambulance first <laughs> if somebody's here, hurt. Here you go with all that. Uh, you got to do it. You got to do it the right way. You got people hurt. You got to take care of injuries first. Speaking, of doing, it, speaking of doing it the right way, have, have you... Have you checked on our NBA over-unders from the beginning of the season? I, I don't even know where the, that sheet is that I we did. I think I'm up two on you. Oh, you think? Well, you just love over, to claim. Yeah. You just love to make these proclamations. No, no, whether that, you... no I'm, when I lose, I lose. But when I win, I got to make sure people know because I don't get the credit. By the way, we love people that text in, and that includes uh, our buddy Pat Doolin, AD at Smithfield, who says the Ed Young bobblehead to stick to the dash of the car like the hula dancer. I love that. It'd be great. That'd be neat. Me and the hula dancer. No, side not side. you and the hula dancer side by side. I like that. You and the, and the red uh, suit. I wonder red who suit. can make that happen for the bobblehead. 
bobblehead. Is there somebody I have, company I have to send away to? I have to send a picture. I don't think you have to send away. Uh, but they might. Maybe they'll give away one of them this year at Tides game. Have you throw out the first pitch for your 500 wins? Be no, pretty cool. I have a better chance to get a bobblehead dog thrown out. Why not? You could throw out the first you pitch. Be somebody known to throw. You're known. You know, some call some people the mouth of the South. You're the mouth of the North since you're from PA. So, anywho. All right, we're efforting getting uh, Jack Castleberry on the program, the new head basketball coach at Fairleigh Dickinson, Cape Henry alum and Virginia Beach native. Was just texting with him, so I don't know why we haven't been able to connect yet with him. So we'll hopefully get him on Probably on a recruiting call. I'm going to guess he's he's on I'm sure he's at the Final Four like everybody is. So the cell service down there can be a little funky at times, too. So we'll hopefully hear from him. on a recruiting call in the portal, grabbing some people, you know. Grabbing some people. Michigan's top scorer just entered the – Hunter Dickinson. Yeah, so he's going to be highly highly sought after. So I can see Jack doing his job. Doing his job. So we'll hopefully hear from uh, Jack in just a little bit. Uh, speaking of uh, the, the final four matchups, from, and we'll have our picks in the next segment of the show, from uh, what Milan Brown had to say about the uh, the games, I think it's going to be interesting to tempo. It feels like the second game will be the higher scoring, more eyeballs on it game as opposed to the first game, which, you know, it's neat to have a couple Cinderella stories, but I'm not sure you want Cinderella's playing each other in a national semifinal. So... The word is there's been more tickets sold for the women's Final Fours than the men, and it's been a little bit more interest when you look at what Caitlin Clark did, and obviously South Carolina was unbeaten going into last night. LSU-I was much anticipated for tomorrow afternoon in the Final Four. I'm not so sure that the uh, the first men's game is going to have a lot of buzz to it. I, I think it will because it, of the nature of the two teams. I, I think okay. it's a toss-up, contrasted styles, two new teams, completely new teams, not even, you know, well, we heard of Florida Atlantic a few years ago. They went in the um, in the NCAA tournament under uh, Andy Enfield, who's the, new, who's the coach. No, he was Southern at Florida Coast. Gulf Coast. You got the wrong was school. Gulf yeah, Coast. wrong That's school Florida entirely. Oh, Look at you, man. Terrible, man. I just you confused F A U and F. I let's, let's shame. Just, let's just put it this put way. Put him in timeout, Dino. He you you should be shamed. You know what? I, I'm a nut job when it comes to it. Wow. Yeah, Florida, how can I get Florida Atlantic? And, and by the way, that does also reminds me. I heard this stat somewhere. Charles Barley said that was terrible. The um, uh, Conference USA. We've got to get some lines, so hurry Conference up. Make USA, snappy. Conference USA, didn't they win the uh, NIT? They won the NIT and they won the CBI. North Texas beat UAB in the NIT final, and Charlotte held on for dear life to How win the CBI. Conference USA. Yeah. And I think the FBI is going to be after you after the show is done. But uh, we'll see if the FAU can win it for Conference USA. But right now, we're going to talk to a guy from the Northeast. He's originally from the 757. He's a Virginia Beach native, Cape Henry Collegiate graduate. And he got elevated from assistant coach at the Cinderella Darling that is fairly Dickinson to the head job after Tobin Anderson departed for Iona. We say called it. good morning and congrats. Did you really call it? Jack Castleberry with us here on the program. Jack, how you doing? Congrats on the new gig. Hey, good morning, guys. I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Well, it's morning, our Jack. pleasure. And Ed missed you when we did our Zoom a month ago before you were getting ready for the first four matchup at FDU. You guys got in the dance. Merrimack didn't. You were the runner-up in that NEC tournament. Here you are, lo and behold. Fairly Dickinson plays Texas Southern. You win that first four game. Played great. And then you take on Purdue. And I remember you saying, we just don't want to see Houston in that first game, perhaps, because they're so tough defensively. And you <laughs> took down Purdue. So take me through the emotions as you gear up for that game. You play the game. You're down six in the second half, I think it was. Zach E.D. starting to go off, but then you just kept scratching and clawing and found a way to get it done and become just the second 16th seed ever to advance. Yeah, I think in a weird way, uh, to some degree, uh, losing a Merrimack in the championship kind of helped us um, because you know, we'd already punched a ticket and going in there, you obviously want to win that game. But you go into the tournament and people are kind of like, hey, you know, do you really deserve to be here, all that stuff, which fair, whatever you want to argue. 
Um, but we were there, and it kind of helped our guys. You know, you're going to be psyched to go to the NCAA tournament anyways, uh, but when you feel like you have something even further to prove, uh, that certainly helps. And so we were obviously able to handle Texas Southern pretty well in the first game. Uh, really talented team, but our pressure really bothered them. Uh, and our guys were locked in from the jump. And then you get Purdue, and, you know, it's kind of one of those things where styles and matchups matter a lot in college basketball. Um, so they're built to beat Big Ten teams. And we're in a unique situation where we're going to pressure them in a manner that they hadn't really seen before. Obviously, their size was going to be an issue for us, but they hadn't shot at the best all year long. So the game plan was really just pack it in, kind of make them shoot if somebody's going to beat you, make it be from the perimeter. And since uh, they don't shoot it terribly well for the year, we were able to take advantage of that. You know, they have a history of uh, kind of, you know, I think they get a little tight. Uh, some of those high majors do have a tendency to get tight sometimes when you're playing somebody that you're, you're supposed to beat and they're playing a little bit tough, and it kind of all benefits you in the long run, you know? Absolutely. As a Purdue only shot three of 28 from three in that Big Ten tourney final versus Penn State, and the 16 seeds are now two and 150, I think it was, all time when you knocked off them 63 to 58. So you pull off the shocker of beating Purdue as the smallest Division One team against that monster that's inside at 7-4 or thereabouts, and Zach Eady. You then get ready for Florida Atlantic, who's playing today, by the way. I believe that was your scout, if I'm not mistaken, too. And you had that game potentially to win as well because people forget this now as FAU's playing. You guys had a lead with about five, six minutes to go in that game, and that was a doozy of a ball game and a really fun, entertaining matchup. Yeah, you know, at that point, you're really uh, scouting by committee. Uh, so it wasn't solely just me. It was really the sure. whole group. And you're, you're kind of not sleeping, just trying to put it all together as quick as you can. You certainly had a little bit of inside ahead of time but uh you get to see them in person get a better feel for like who they are all that stuff certainly helps um but they're an extremely tough team you know we knew we actually were, were kind of hoping hey maybe to maybe memphis memphis would be a better matchup for us just because we could also pile it in on them a little bit like we did with Edie. um mm-hmm. but uh they shoot extremely well they space the floor very well they're just a really tough team and they don't back down from anybody um we did play them pretty tough obviously uh we were still able to get some uh some, I wouldn't say turn them over a bunch because they handle the pressure fairly well, but you kind of wear guys down over time. And We missed some layups in the first half, and when you're in the NCAA tournament, you're obviously in a situation where there's not a whole lot of room for error, um, but they have a lot of guys who can make plays. So it's tough for them to have a night where they just don't have it because they have about five or six guys who can go get 15 or 20 on a given night. You know, So they uh, ended up pulling out in the long run there, and uh, we had a heck of a run, but uh, enjoyed it. You certainly get uh, – once you get there once, you've got to get there every time, you know. Yeah, before I turn it over to Ed here, and we'll talk about the FAU matchup with San Diego State, also the matchup with UConn and Miami. Get your thoughts in a second here, Coach. But, you know, you got down 9 nothing in that game, only shot 3 of 14 to start, and I'm thinking, like a lot of people watching, this could be a blowout. You're down 7 at the break, but then quickly you get up 5 with 12 minutes to go. It was a heck of an effort, and as the hours unfold afterwards, Tobin Anderson leaves for Iona. At what point during this whole process did you envision yourself ever being named the head coach at Fairleigh Dickinson, which two, three weeks ago prior to that, you were probably saying, you know, let's get ready for recruiting in the, on the season for 23-24, correct? Yeah, you know, you certainly uh, always kind of stay a little prepared just in case, but you don't necessarily assume that's going to happen by any means. Um, you know, when I first took the job with Tobin, He'd always said, hey, you know, if, if we do well here, uh, I'll get a job somewhere else. Maybe you'll get bumped up. That'd be the ideal game plan. Uh, certainly did not see it happening in uh, year one by any means. Um, but have had a good relationship with our administration. We've got some great people up here that do a phenomenal job. You know, when you're in a, a low major league like this, you always don't, you're not going to have as much, many resources as everybody else does. Uh, but they do a phenomenal job of making the most out of it. And uh, our guys have a first class experience here. And, you know, uh, in my time with our administration, we, we just they, they they sat down with me, 
that had an interview for about two hours here in my in my house. And at the end of it, they just said, hey, you know, you've really been interviewing for the last 11 months um, and got to spend a ton of time with us during the NCAA tournament and just felt really good about where we were and, and wanted to keep the momentum going. So they decided to uh, to hire me. We're talking with Jack Castleberry. He's the new head basketball coach at Fairleigh Dickinson, where he's been elevated from assistant to the lead chair. He's a native of Virginia Beach, Virginia, and Cape Henry Collegiate. Here with us on 757 Saturday Sports Talk on 94.1, Ed. Hey, Jack. Uh, Ed Young here. Congrats on that move up. Uh, Well-deserved. And the thing I like is FDU did something that a lot of schools won't do. They rewarded an assistant in a win- winning program. A lot of times the feeling is let's run out and go get a guy with head coaching experience, or get a name, so to speak. But they they showed the confidence in you. Now, my question to you is, how do you handle going from the assistant in the same program to the head coach? Because now the players kind of have to look at you slightly different as you're calling the shots. Now, as before, you would just make your suggestions, relationship a little different. How have you handled that this early stage so far? Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. Ed. I think there's uh... – a unique shift in role uh, when you go from being the assistant to the head coach. And, you know, Tobin's always talked about, you know, sometimes he's, well, every program he's taken over until the one he's at now has always been a complete rebuild. And there's like a little bit, makes it a little bit easier just because, hey, there's new energy. They're ready for a new voice, all that stuff. We're obviously not in a rebuild mode. We've, we've, we've had pretty good success here. And, and now I have to shift over from being what you said to being the guy who, who makes the decisions. And, you know, my approach to it in the first meeting with him was just simply to say, hey, I'm not, I'm not Tobin. I can't be him. Uh, everybody knows who Tobin Anderson is now. He's a household name. He's kind of the Ted Lasso of college basketball, which he should be because he's just an incredible person and a heck of a basketball coach. But, you know, I can only be me. And uh, you obviously were in this for a long time as well. If you're not authentic, guys see through you. So I've just tried to be authentic. Obviously, the, the role does change. You try to hire guys around you that, you know, are going to – you know, fill your weaknesses and, and do be great with the guys and stuff like that. And that's kind of some of the process I'm going through now. But, you know, still just being true to, to who I am and, and trying to maintain those relationships the best I can, but also understanding those roles are going to shift. I've always thought like a, a college basketball staff, is, if you want to give it like a little bit of a family dynamic, uh, is somewhat like the head coach is kind of the father who has to be the disciplinarian, uh, kind of the uh, the guy who's looking out for everybody long term where the assistants are kind of the cool uncles, you know? Exactly. That's a great analogy. It really is. That's yeah, you get some advice from, from time to time, but they'll hang out with you and all that stuff, and they're, and they're there for you. They're not the hammer as much, so uh, they're a little bit easier to go to. So there will certainly be that shift, and, and this is my first time dealing with this, so I know that I don't have all the answers. There's plenty of things that are drastically different when you change the viewpoint to six to eight inches from one seat on the bench to the other. Um, but, you know, I'll navigate that the best I can and hopefully hire a staff that will – Help me see some of those blind spots and uh, go from there. And the other thing along with that, too, uh, no, Jack, is you're in a time and situation now, before you go out and recruit, you got to make sure you recruit your own guys now because this transfer portal, already over 1,000 kids, leading scores, leading rebounders, players of the year, jumping in a portal like they're supposed to. So that's another whole different dynamic that this situation now has brought on. Absolutely. I mean, recruiting now is really re-recruiting. That's the biggest recruitment that you can do is keeping your guys there. And so far, we've been pretty lucky. I mean, we had 10 guys who played significant minutes for us this year. Um, two of them are no longer eligible. The two guards that were so dynamic for us in the tournament, they're out of eligibility. Um, and at the moment, eight of our guys are coming back. Um, now, that we could potentially lose one. I could see a second one possibly, but I think we're in really good shape. Um, you know, I certainly can't take credit for that. I think a lot of that has to do with the bond that these guys have 
with each other and the experience that they just went through. And we do still feel like we have unfinished business. We do want to win the NEC tournament and win the regular season. Uh, we still have goals that we'd like to fulfill, even though we just had a great run. So we definitely have spent the last week and a half, two weeks, really focusing on that. Um, but at the end of the day, you have to kind of be able to adjust with the times. And, you know, if we're going to sit here and be upset about the portal and, 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 and you know, just to cry it till the cows come home, it doesn't do you any good. So you just adapt, and if a guy leaves, well, the the other good part from the college coach perspective is that there's a ton of players out there. Um, you can get, go get guys with college experience, and it also means there's really good high school players because really good high school players who would have been recruited at a higher level before aren't getting recruited as high. So there's still opportunity out there. Uh, obviously, you'd like to keep your core intact absolutely as best you can, but there's still ways to fill voids uh, when need be. Three more minutes here with Jack Castleberry. He's the new head basketball coach at Fairleigh Dickinson, a Cape Henry alum, Virginia Beach native, with us here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk as we get you ready for the final four matchups involving FAU, who beat FDU in the round of 32 following Fairleigh Dickinson's stunning upset of top seed of Purdue. FAU taking on San Diego State today. Also, UConn taking on Miami. And people know, of course, Jack from many years ago, being the uh, son of longtime broadcast in the area at ODU. Tides, John Castleberry with us here as well on 94.1. Uh, Jack, as we look at uh, these matchups for today, FAU, San Diego State, it feels like, and you mentioned about your game with them being up and down, up and down the court, running and gunning some threes, and FAU doesn't stop shooting the threes. They do turn it over a lot. I think 22 the last Last time out they had, despite that, they were able to beat Marquise Noel, Keontae Johnson, that Kansas State outfit. Is this going to be a matter of can FAU take care of the ball while getting those threes and pushing the tempo up, or, or San Diego State's defense going to be hard to keep them from getting out and running, in your opinion? Yeah, you know, I don't, I haven't watched San Diego State that closely. The funny thing about being in the tournament uh, is that you don't get to pay as much attention to what's going on around you. You do pretty much focus in on the task at hand, but I do think it's definitely a matter of who wins the tempo battle, right? If San Diego State controls the tempo, they have the advantage. If Florida Atlantic can get out and run at a very high level, uh, they would certainly have the advantage. But Florida Atlantic has high-level shot makers, too, so I wouldn't be surprised either way here. I mean, the thing about, about Florida Atlantic that makes them so special is they don't back down from anybody. I actually told one of our assistants after we lost, you know, Tennessee was known to bully people. Um, that's kind of their MO, right? And I said to one of our assistants, like, the team that Tennessee is playing is not one they're going to be able to bully. So it's, I mean, obviously FAU got us out of the tournament, so maybe I have some bias towards them. San Diego State's an elite team as well. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, with Florida Atlantic, maybe just for my heart uh, and just my own experience with them. They're just extremely tough and, and a lot of guys that can, that can make shots when it matters. No, it's hard to disagree with that. And uh, it's funny, we had a Milan Brown earlier, Jack, and he talked about it, it wouldn't be stunned if, if either underdog, they're a slight dog against San Diego State. Miami is the underdog against UConn. It's crazy to think Miami is the dog, and they've scored 80-plus points three straight games in this tournament, including on Houston, right. who's great defensively. And, and UConn's been dominant. But as you know, in this tournament, it's so precious. The key guy for UConn and uh, Jordan Hawkins is, is supposedly ill. And if you're missing one or two key guys in basketball, sometimes even more than football, I feel like that can make all the difference in the world. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, one guy in basketball can be a, a world of different, make a world of difference. I, I forget what book I read. It was uh, I read it probably about five or six years ago. It talked about the vast impact of a player in basketball. It's like a strong chain and weak, weak chain, weak leak or strong leak, something like that. But basically, like if a soccer player was out, you know, kind of big, no big deal. You, know, you rarely have the ball in your hand in soccer. He was basketball. It's so star dominant that for a guy like that to be out is a, is a massive impact. So. I would certainly think that uh, UConn would be at the disadvantage there and you've got to give a leg up to Miami in that situation if that ends up being the case. Sure, which it's uncertain how healthy he will be, if he'll play at all or how much he'll be playing and possibly limited, Ed. 
Now, now, Jack, when we look at Miami and, and uh, UConn, everybody's talking about, oh, UConn's strong on the boards. They, they can go inside to the bigs. Miami doesn't really have that. But Miami's proven everybody wrong through this run. They play tremendous together. Uh, Laranega does a great job of, of taking away the pressure from the kids when they were down against Texas. Almost looked out. They came right on back and made Texas look like, oh, what do we do now? What mm-hmm. scenario do you see happening in that ball game that gives Miami uh, – the win. Well, I think I think you you win in college basketball with great guard play, right? So you know Miami's lack of size isn't this. Uh, I mean, it's a disadvantage. Don't get me wrong, but you certainly think that it comes down to, to shot making and, and, and taking care of the basketball, uh, especially this late in the NCAA tournament. Things people get tight. Uh, I think Miami certainly has their opportunity here tonight, especially if uh, Kiffin U comes out. Well, we appreciate you coming on the show this morning. Before we let you run, I'm curious. I know it was very emotional. I watched your press conference online when you got introduced as the head coach. Uh, you had not only Duker Balkum, who uh, recruited you, you played for him at VMI, coached with them at the Citadel. Your father was there for you. And for a guy that was out of the business for, I don't know how long it was, a year or two, maybe less than that, doing financial planning and now back into coaching and as the head coach at FDU, I mean, it had to be surreal for you just that whole day and experience, was it not? No, it wasn't, and, and not to be cheesy at all, but when I when I did get back into coaching, you know, I really got back in, took a dobo job at the Citadel, um, and I was lucky enough because it's it's hard to get into, right? Everybody wants to, to coach in college basketball, but I haven't played. My boss is still coaching. The guy that I played for was still coaching, um, but I really did just, my wife and I talked about it, and my fiance at the time, and just kind of took a chance, said, hey, this this is, the odds of this working out are, are slim to none. But I'd gotten out of my own accord on the first time, and I and, I missed it, and I realized that I'd made a mistake. And if I go back again, it doesn't work out. I can live with that. You know, that's just the nature of, of the business. But I have to give it another shot. And, uh, you know, I talked about it in, in the press conference, but uh, my father was always a guy who was pushing me to chase dreams. And he never wanted me to get out of it in the first place. And, and he was right. But, you know, most kids don't listen to their fathers, even when they get older to some degree. And uh, uh, I got back in, and it was able to work out. And, and listen, as much as this is hard work and stuff, a lot of it's timing, being in the right place. Uh, and there's luck involved. And so you just go out there, you do your job best you can, and, and hope it plays out in your favor. And uh, I was one of the situations where it worked out that way. Um, but it's a responsibility that, that I don't take lightly. I, I realize that it is a unique and, and rare opportunity, and, and I'm absolutely going to give it my utmost and, and make sure that we recruit high-character guys and, and continue to build a program that makes FDU very, very proud. So awesome. And Father knows best, Ed. Well, for two things. I know, Jack, uh, you'll have an eye down here in the 757 because you can get some players. Absolutely. Uh, we know that. And number two, I can't make predictions like I did with Rhodes getting Penn State. Cause oh, he's taking credit for this for like Castleberry a week now, already, uh, Jack. already got Sorry. moved up. Here's, here's the one I'm going to put out there. <clears throat> Look for the, uh, the announcement probably this week. New FDA play-by-play FDA? guy. FDA? You mean FDU? FDU play-by-play. Oh. John Castleberry. I was going to do all who the games better, okay. <laughs> Who better no, to... No, no, no. We, we cannot do that. We can't. Who? He already calls me and has suggestions after every game. That's... After I don't even bat. Jack, that's <laughs> my whole point. me on air. Because I can hear Dad right now saying, why the heck did I go man-to-man on that? Should what is the guy out? doing yeah. over there? It would be no, perfect. I, I'm pushing it for was, it. I'm going to push for it hard. I'm going to give John a call, and we're going to make this thing work. <laughs> If, if you wanted a comedy broadcast, that would be great. He would he would absolutely crucify me on air, uh, and I just I get enough of those suggestions <laughs> after games. As it, it was nice before, I could say, "Listen, I'm the assistant coach. I don't get to call all these shots." Uh, now I'm not going to have an excuse anymore. So now he's going to have expectations. Now you got to face the music, and who better when Dad? Because you didn't want to listen to Dad on some of the grow up stuff. So now <laughs> Dad gets a chance to get back at you. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Jack, thank you so much for coming on the program this morning. All the best. Keep in touch, and we'll talk down the road. All right, guys. Good Take luck care. to you, Thanks Jack. For me. That is Jack Cassaberry, new head basketball coach at Fairleigh Dickinson, the Cinderella from this year's tournament. And uh, he's a local guy from Virginia Beach, Virginia, Cape Henry Collegiate. Come a long way from those days tagging on uh, John Cassaberry's leg at ODU basketball uh, games when it was, uh, that was, what was that? Uh, that was Jeff Capel, right? Well, he was coaching back then, I think, when John was, I mean, it was a long time ago. I think Blaine Taylor obviously was there. John was doing some games, but it's, it's amazing how it's come full circle there for the Cassaberry family. So cool to see. Uh, we got one more timeout, and then we'll make our final four picks. Who's Dino got? Who's Ed got? Who do I have with FAU, SDSU, and Miami taking on the UConn Huskies? It's all coming your way on Uh-oh. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. How could you ever miss it? Good job. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here are Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young. Last few minutes of today's program, the first day of April. It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk brought to you by Larry King Law. Engine in an accident, you call 757-I-N-J-U-R-E-D for Larry King. It's been a busy show with MLB over-unders. Jack Castleberry, new head basketball coach at Harley Dickinson. Milan Brown, assistant basketball coach from Pittsburgh. A couple of local guys previewing the Final Four. And that will come your way after Norfolk Tides baseball. Pete Michu on the call at Durham as the Tides take on the Bulls. 12:50. it comes your way here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. So synchronize your watches that's literally uh, 53 minutes away final four coverage at 4 30 eastern then it's fau versus san diego state a 609 p.m tip uconn versus miami 8 49 p.m tip before we get to our picks ed's going to give out his baseball guarantee of the day that if he gets wrong he will shave his heads ladies shave his head i should say not heads shave his head ladies and gentlemen because he's not going to get earring like john krikorian coach k of cnu uh, decided he'd do if they win a national championship so what's your mlb lock of the day you just told me during break. I'm going the um, Minnesota Twins over Kansas City Royals. Sonny Gray's pitching. He was 3-0 against them last year with a .47 ERA. Book it. All right. He said book it. Guaranteed, Dino. Shekels. All right. All right. There you have it. There it is. Dino, you get to go first. F-A-U-S-D-S-U. By the way, I do have records of – by the way, I keep the records when I do well. When I don't do well, I get rid of them. Uh, last week with Risser, Young, and Hatfield on the Elite Eight, Hatfield was 3-1, and one, only losing on Kansas State. Risser was two and two, losing on K State and Texas, and Ed Young was one and three, only winning on UConn. So there you have it. We'll see if Ed can uh, redeem himself. Dino's picking for Risser today, but F A U S D S U. Dino, who you got in this one? I think the line is what two and a half now. Last I looked, something like that. Yeah, um, I tell you, I had to burn my bracket after the first weekend. Uh, did you have Arizona? <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was one of them, oh. and uh, it was just a. It's been bad, but uh, I tell you what, San Diego State's. Defense will lull you to sleep. Mm-hmm. I, I really f- got a feeling it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think the Aztecs win that game. And in the second game, as much as I'd like to see Miami and Jim Laranaga advance, I think UConn's got the advantage, and i got UConn winning it all. UConn over SDSU in a snoozer. Not quite Kemba Walker versus Kawhi Leonard from, what was that, seven, eight years ago? All right, Ed, uh, I'll let you go next, and I'll save mine for last here. FAU favored, or they're a two-and-a-half-point dog, I should say. It opened at one-and-a-half, and Miami is a five-and-a-half-point pup against the Huskies. Who you got? Straight up spread on Monday I'm, night. I'm going the same verbiage that oh, Dino used. You. You're I a copycat. San Diego State e- ekes it out. I want Miami to win it all, but I just think UConn's a little too strong, 
and I think UConn knocks off San Diego State. The power play of the day is take the under, I think, first half, 16.5 for SDSU-FAU. I'm going to go with San Diego State like the guys. But I'm taking Miami, baby! I can't abandon my guy, Jim Laranega. They're going to beat UConn, and then they're going to beat San Diego State. And Jim Laranega, I know he says he's going to keep coaching. His wife, Liz, said it too, 73 years of age. He's going to ride off into the sunset, a national champion, and the Hurricanes beat the Aztecs on Monday night. What do you mean, no? He'll win, but he's not retiring. He wins. That's the second bet of the day. He He will will not retire. He will win and ride off into the sunset, ladies and gents. That is my proclamation, declaration. Jordan Miller will be your most outstanding player to follow up what he did last weekend in the Elite Eight. And the Hurricanes are going to be national champions for the first time in men's basketball. Miami is back, and we're not talking about I football. Hope, I hope Miami wins. On top of the college hoops world. I don't want to see Danny Hurley win it. He What's wrong with Oh, wow. Danny we'll never get him on the show. Thanks a lot there. No, he's not listening. Wow, he called Danny Hurley a crybaby. That's going to do it. We thank Dino as well as all the listeners, callers, and contestants out there. We'll do some more trivia in the coming weeks. We'll have Tim Kirch, and we believe next week on 757 Saturday Sports Talk. Enjoy your final four weekend, Ed. Get yourself some uh, wings, some pizza, and all that good stuff. In both. There you go. We'll do it again next Saturday right here on your home for sports, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1.